97X, Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton. Uh, coming up this weekend, uh, we got a lot of shows. We have Extra Edition hosted by Jim Mercer. And then uh, don't forget, we got Dreadlocks with Jim Mercer and Gridlocks Sunday evening with Gentleman Jim Mercer. And then Saturday night is Extra Beats hosted by Jim Mercer. He's uh, working quite a bit. He'll be playing some new Cam FDM uh, for Dreadlocks. He'll be playing some new Peter Tosh. Dave. Dave. Just discovered? No. I, yeah, they just found some old Peter Tosh stuff I, that I, they, they're going to play it on Dreadlocks. They're, they might. Yeah. They might. And and Jim Mercer is the hardest working weekender. Yeah. Or was, I should say. Because yes. 97X is no longer. I hate to break it. it it's down. not? No. No. We do a podcast about it. 97X rumblings from the big bush because there was that big bush out, outside in the studio. That's right. That, that started small and then by the time it was ended, it, it, it ate a couple cars if I remember. Yes, yes. That bush is just right outside the door here, right? No, no. You're, you're in my basement. It's just a podcast. 97X is no more, but the good news is mm-hmm. the king of the, the the king of all weekenders. Yes. Gentleman Jim Mercer is joining us right now on the phone. Hi Jim. Uh, hi. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, first thing, how did you get the nickname Gentleman? Not sure. Uh, I think uh, Rick Tile started that. I'm not 100% sure how it happened, but it certainly stuck. I know how it happened. That's a good one to stick with. It could have been a lot worse. I know how it happened. You're the consummate gentleman. You're one of the nicest guys that that I've ever had the pleasure of uh, working with. Well, I certainly appreciate you saying that. And and Jim, you are truly, you're like, you know, in baseball, they have that left-handed relief specialist. You know, Mm -hmm. it comes in and pitches, gets a couple batters out, and then that's it for the day or whatever. Jim Mercer was our left-handed relief specialist. He never worked... I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but never worked full-time at the station, but did part-time for decades. No, I, I filled in from here and there. I, I did some for Matt at night, uh, you know, because I worked 8 to 5 during the day, during the week. But, yeah, I filled in during the week sometimes when uh, when Matt couldn't do it, and then uh, sometimes like on holidays and that. I think I did the the morning show one time, but I don't know if it was like Christmas or... New Year's, but uh, yeah, normally I, if I had to come in during the week, it was filling in for Matt. Yeah, but you were never a full-time staffer at 97X. Oh, no, not in my 13-plus years of working there. I was always on the weekend. All right, so so if, if Damien's equating you as that left-handed pitcher they bring in, it's a specialist, they usually get like $400,000 a game. Is that, were you like, is that you made that kind of cash coming in on the weekends there at 97X? Uh-huh. No, I think I made that minimum wage or a little higher. <laughs> you probably spent more in gas money driving back and forth to Oxford than you actually made for your shift, right? Probably, probably so, because <laughs> I live in Sharonville, so that was that's a good like fifty something minutes from here to there. I think. So, so how did you come across the station, and how did you start working there part time? Well, I worked at um, MOH WMOH when they were still playing music, and uh, on the weekends. And they actually were, all the music was on carts, if you can believe that. We had like 25 songs, I think, we played. And um, I listened to the station, and I liked it. And I thought, I I wanted to move up. I felt like that was a big step up from working on an AM radio station playing music. And I had a service call in Hamilton one day, and I had a tape put together already. And when I got done with my call, I just cut out, I don't know, it was, Phil was on the air that day, and I just drove up to the station and 
he talked to me during a, a break, I was surprised that he even talked to me at all because I was just going to stop up there, drop off my tape, and um, take off. And he actually came out and talked to me for a few minutes. And, you know, I told him I was really interested in the station. I listened a lot. And he listened to the tape, gave me a call like a week later or so, and uh, ended up getting hired. So I was happy about that. Started, I think, December 2nd, 1990 was. That was like a Sunday morning overnight that uh, I can't remember who I um, came in and sat with. Cause, um, but, you know, I came in and sat in with them. And then I don't know. I think that whoever that person was wasn't there very long. And then I, I took over the overnight for a while and kind of went on from there and worked just about every weekend shift that you could work and wrapped up doing Saturday mornings. 10 to 3 for the last, I don't know, three or four years that I was there. Because, you know, the story I heard that you got the job is is Bill Douglas was coming in one night to do a, a midnight shift, and there was a, a little baby basket there, and there was a small <laughs> little Jim Mercer. <laughs> like Moses. That, that Bill nurtured into a weekend <laughs> professional. <laughs> but I like your story better. Yours is a lot more funny, though. And, and you mentioned, Jim, that you had a service call. Tell us about your day job. Well, back then I was just running service calls for a copier company I work for here in town. And um, now I'm a, I'm a senior tech. I've been there 29 years altogether. So I uh, kind of moved up the food chain there a little bit. I spend most of my time helping guys when they have problems. They'll call me, and if I can't help them over the phone, I'll go out and meet them. Um, I'm pretty much trained on everything that we sell. So I can fill in for somebody when they're sick or on vacation, do, um, you know, work on copiers. I also do uh, IT work for the company I work for. So kind of a jack of all trades kind of thing. Just, Sim- just like it's weekend. Sim- similar to 97X. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of been that way my whole life. Even when I was in the Air Force, the job I did was kind of a jack of all trades thing. So it's I, just one of them things been doing since I was like 18, I guess. Wait, I don't, I don't know that I knew you were in the Air Force. Yeah, I, I graduated in 82, and then I just kind of messed around for a year. I worked at York Steakhouse up in Northgate Mall, flipping steaks, and I didn't see that as a career choice I wanted to be part of the rest of my life. So decided I wanted to learn how to fix stuff and ended up signing up to the Air Force, and I was in there from 1983 to 1987. Now, from 97X... What was your, well, first thing, do you remember the first song you played in 97X? <sighs> no, I don't. I was thinking about it. I was trying to remember it, and it just wasn't coming to me. So I'm I'm not really sure. Um, and I was kind of emotional the last break that I did, and I don't remember the last song I played either. You know, oddly enough, I caught your last break on the radio. I remember where I was. I was on I-75, like, uh, near the uh, Union Center exit when I heard your... Uh, uh, your last break. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough one to get through. Um, yeah, it's a little emotional. I knew I was going to be, I was trying to fight it off. So Cause w- I knew that was probably, that might be my last time being on the radio, which up to this point it has been, cause I haven't had a radio job since then. Until today. <laughs> Absolutely. It's pretty much yeah. the same, Jim. Now, now you're going to wind up being heard by tens of listeners. And maybe when we can do it, he can fill in and do the podcast for us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. If we're on vacation once. You let me know. Yeah. All right. You let me know. 
so, I'll certainly help you guys out. So your final shift was what, right before the terrestrial station shut down? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was um, May 8th, 2004. Wow. Wow. So that was the, uh, the last Saturday before we shut down on that, that Friday after that. And for those of you who still have, and actually I have it on cassette, uh, the the sign off from Bake, which was still you know a fantastic. If you're going to do the sign off, having him do it and the way he did it was perfect. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it was awesome. But he he did of of anybody out there, he name dropped you as one of the few people he you know brought back to the history, and I thought that was really good that he would bring you up in that. Yeah, I remember. I I made a point of being available. I was sitting on my basement steps listening to the radio when he signed off. And I was so stoked when I heard him mention me for a few minutes because I knew that was something that was going to be, you know, on the Internet like forever. Yep. So I was I was really happy that he, he dropped my name in there in that break. And I've, I've played that for some friends and family, too, you know, kind of put my chest out and said, you know, I'm part of the final break of 97X, that, at least that, on the terrestrial side. That's pretty cool. Also, a huge thank you to gentleman Jim Mercer. For more than 13 years, Jim has been part of the weekend staff here at 97X and has been there virtually every time called to fill in for shifts, fill in for vacations. Jim, thank you. And to all of the other 97X part-time staff and interns that have ever graced the airwaves or helped out, thank you for being a part of the radio station. A future of rock and roll. I think it's about time you heard these recordings. 97X. Now, this is a very important question. Uh, what was your favorite hockey, football, or basketball game that you ran the board for? Do you remember the score of that? Maybe, maybe since you don't remember your first song, you could remember you know a, a good game against OU. And or, you can have a favorite from the Red Hawk era and a Redskin era as, or, as well. Yeah, you covered them both. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. You got me on that one. It's yeah. a trick question, yeah. Jim. <laughs> Nobody has. I don't a think favorite. I ran the. I, I ran the board, honestly. I ran the board way more for WMOH when I worked there than I did at uh, 97X. Although you have to admit, Bake called a great game. Oh, yeah, he did. And, and, and see, they, this, I was running, they did Miami Sports at WMOH, too. So, I mean, I was running Bake on the radio as the board op before I even worked at 97X because he was doing it, the Miami games, and, and – uh, WMOH would cover the games too, so so I listened to Bake quite a bit before I ever worked there. And, and so, Jim, you you spent 13 years of your life uh, driving from Sharonville up to Oxford every weekend. I wouldn't have uh, changed that for the world. I had just so much fun, and I'm you know glad that I can look back on that and say that I was part of that whole. Um, that whole thing and, and the 97X family. And it's hard to believe that I actually spent that much time there. But after I'd been there for a while, I just enjoyed being there and the money really wasn't a factor. It was, I enjoyed being on the radio, being part of 97X. And um, I didn't think twice, but the money just was like, I got some extra spending money, you know, basically is what that was to me. You're exactly but the opposite just, of me. Because uh, I was, the, I hated the music, I hated the people, but I was there for the money. I was all about the cash. <laughs> Gentleman Jim yeah. and Mercenary Dave. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Damien has also put together a, a website, www.97xbam. Yeah, 97xbam.com. 
Um, and if you have any old pictures of, of you there uh, on the board or, or maybe you just uh, with your chest out on your steps, uh, you want to send it over to uh, us because we'll, we'll put it up on the website. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig through my archive and see if I can't get some and, and uh, upload those. Now, Jim, so during the 13 years, was it like a Clark Kent Superman situation? Did anybody at your day job know that you were this superstar weekend DJ at 97X? Some did. I, I didn't really go around tooting my own horn about that. You know, I mean, if, if somebody asked me about it, then I would tell them, but I, I didn't go around telling everybody that. Uh, my friends knew, and, you know, like I said, some people at work, but uh, yeah, customers, you know, I'm going in working on their copier and stuff. They didn't have any idea. What are, what are your fondest memories from the from the 13 years at the station? Jim. I remember one time I was um, I was getting ready for a break and I was like rehearsing it and Doug came in because he was usually there on the uh, I worked normally 10 to 3 he said and um, he'd be there for a while and then he'd leave um, I don't know what he was doing in his office but he came in one time and I think he was standing there for like a minute or two before I ever saw him because I was just focused on what I was doing. And I turned around and like shocked <laughs> that he was there. And he's like, Oh, I just wanted to wait till you're ready. You know, I just wanted to let you know I was leaving. So I was surprised that, that he even stopped in because a lot of times he would just disappear and I wouldn't know whether he was there or not. Had fun at the, um, the world's largest office party too. We did that a few times and I remember, well, I don't remember what year it was, but somebody, I don't know if it was Julie or Jay, one of them were supposed to be like hosting it or being the MC and they disappeared and that, and I was there. So it kind of fell on me and that was the first time I'd ever done that. So I was a little bit nervous, but I just, just like when you, um, key the mic, the red light comes on, yeah. just got to, you're talking to one person and it's just you and them. And that's kind of how I looked at it that day. And uh, I, I was happy after that. I felt like I didn't stutter or, you know, I didn't get too nervous about it because I didn't really have time to think about it. So that was a couple things that, uh, that I think about pops in my mind and from we, working there. We spoke with Barb Abney, and she uh, was talking about the amount of prep you did for each of your breaks, like, like almost scripting it out and, and being ready. Pretty much. I didn't read it verbatim, but, you know, I kind of outlined what I wanted to say. So I'd make sure and didn't, you know, have dead air or drop a, a bunch of uhs kind of thing. Cause you know, that's like a definite no, no, you want to sound smooth. And that's what I wanted to sound like a professional. So I wanted to make sure that I was prepared for every time I keyed the mic up. And you definitely were like, you nailed it. You were a pro. That's why, I mean, it was great to have. It was almost like having another full-time staffer on the weekends because it's like, hey, you can plug Jim in no matter where on the weekend schedule, extra beats, dreadlocks, whatever, and you know he's going to come in. He's going to be rock solid. He's going to be on it. And if you did the overnights, you'd know he'd take the trash out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to show you the dedication that Jim had is during dreadlocks, he actually grew dreadlocks when he would host dreadlocks. And then he would pump in bubbles and have a bubble party during extra beats in, in, in the studio. It would, he lived it. He, he took it to the nth degree. I love that about him. Uh, he got his face, uh, I believe, completely pierced when he would host gridlocks. Yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. 
No, every weekend. It took you years do. for all those piercings to heal up. <laughs> well, Jim, thanks so much for uh, talking. We, we really had a good time catching up with you, and, and we'll keep you posted, and, and we'll let you know when this uh, is going to air because we do have 34 right, subscribers. I certainly appreciate you guys giving me a call. It's been great talking with you again. 97X. The. The. Come on, you could say it's okay, they know. The future. The future of rock and roll.